0: It is unavoidable. It is your destiny. Welcome to the Your Destiny podcast, a Star Wars Destiny podcast on everything relating to Star Wars Destiny, the collectible card game. My name is Klaus. I'll be your host today. My name is Mass, and I'll be your co-host. And uh, Mass, a lot of things has happened since uh, we uh, recorded our last program. Yeah. Um, so in our last program, we uh, didn't want to talk about uh, Throne Snow because we were anticipating a new holocron to come out with an errata to Snoke. We were also anticipating some other erratas, um, and we were right <laughs> because uh, not long after we actually did our podcast and it uh, was released, the holocron did come. We have an article out on our website. It's yourdestiny.dk describing in detail all the changes and where those changes might be taking us. But I think it's worth even though the holocron has been out for a while just to go over some of our thoughts in relation to the effects of the holocron. Obviously, first off,
1: the nerf to Snoke anticipated.
0: Yeah. Was it enough? I don't think so. He's 12 14 now.
1: Yeah, I still think he's under cost. A, oh, a, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. Maybe they'll just redo uh, him yeah. later on. and uh, yeah. I think they'll just give him two points immediately know. and then, then go from there because he's has been. You make s- him 13 15? No, I'd make him... 13-15, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, all
0: right. So, Nick Cuenca from the Hyperloops, um, he has a point which I think is worth sort of uh, repeating, namely in saying that what might be sort of looking at the points increase on snow, which might be the right uh, decision, Just to add uh, one point, is the fact that he slotted in, he just fitted in a number of decks that that did really well in the previous meta. So you had, um, in the Way of the Force meta, you had afro Snow Battle Droid, and that's a 30 point character pairing. Uh, you had Thrawn, Snoke in the uh, Across the Galaxy meta, which did really well. That's also a thirty-point um, character pairing. Uh, you had uh, like the deck I took to Nordics and and went run up with and Snoke, Kylo, which is also a thirty-point. So maybe they have nailed it with that plus
1: one. But you're looking at it isolated on Snoke as a
0: character, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean, so so a lot of these decks could also. I mean, they are built around Snoke, it's not that he's slotted in. You take Snoke and then mm. you're trying to figure out, alright, so how can I make this, you know, 30 points? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not that he's slotted in perfectly, it's just that he was so undercosted that you, yeah. you just built your deck around all it. Right. And now with the new plot, Bitter Rivalry, snoke after battle droid with a bit of rivalry is the deck is not taking too big of a hit so if you wanted to hit that deck and make people work for a little bit more you'd have to give snoke Mm. two points that's that's why i think he should have been given two points instead of one so we
0: just did a recording of a game today where we discussed it a bit it's available on our youtube channel it's a game where i'm trying out Throne snoke but with bitter rivalry, yeah. um, playing against the three white uh, mono blue hero, it's not so important. But the main discussion we had, which was the starting point, was that people they used to say, right up until the Holocron hit, that the game had been ruined because of Thrawn Snow yeah. and the power level of Thrawn Snow, and then added to that the consistency of the Tie Fighters, the draw mechanism that you find in the Tie Fighters, and added to that just sort of to rub it in, Vader's fist. Right, uh, so some of the most broken cards in the game that all fitted into one deck and those people now went from that the game was ruined and Throne snope was unbeatable to saying that because of the plus 1 points increase on snope that the deck was unplayable
1: yeah <laughs> So it's it's a really interesting spot where it's the same people went to both ends of the spectrum in a matter of a week, and the truth of course is that it wasn't unbeatable because no, no, no. when when we see it now being still a viable deck with bitter rivalry, sure, sure, sure. Uh, it's not like it's it's you know adding bitter rivalry didn't it's not ruining the deck of course of the course, course it's very very powerful still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also the other direction that it's um uh, so the deck wasn't unbeatable if all you had to do was add a bit of rivalry, <laughs> but now it's still pretty good if it was the best deck before yes, sure. all you did was add a bit of rivalry you know it's still all yeah, all yeah. of those things that you are talking about that, that here in were inherent parallel they're still there, yeah, yeah, so it's yeah it's just it's just a matter <laughs> of uh where it is on the spectrum and people you know. <laughs> They they got it wrong in both and and, both and cases. maybe it's a matter of perspective, right? Yeah. If if you
0: want to see a broken deck, you see a broken deck. If sure. you want to see a deck that you can defeat, you'll find ways to defeat it. Right? Yeah.
1: You and I are actually a little bit uh, disagreeing a little. You think that it's still chill one. Yeah.
0: No, definitely.
1: Uh, and I think b- the bitter ivory hit is it hurts so much that you know it's it's just found its place now. It's just yeah. a good solid okay. deck choice. Yeah. So we're still looking at, you know, testing, we'll, we'll see who yeah, is, no, is right. Yeah. So I've been testing it quite
0: a lot to see, I mean, because there's no... I mean, looking at the deck now, there's no doubt that it needs to be reworked. You can work out of the same shell, take the same 20 original cards, but... Uh, Changing a third of the cards is a lot, and it requires a lot of testing. I mean, from the early iterations of the deck that we had into the final version that we brought with us to France, I mean, there were a lot of testing going into that. And changing that many cards does require a lot of new testings, also because the meta has changed. That is, that the decks around... Thrawn Snoke has changed quite a lot. And the yep. power level has changed. Uh, we're now looking at a meta, and we'll talk about that in, in a second, but we're looking at a meta where there are new enemies that, that Thrawn Snoke has to confront, That it where they might actually have a bit of difficulty with just 21 health.
1: Yeah, uh, so another thing is that Thrawn Snoke was really good at beating up on... It just kept the unfair decks in, in check with yeah. Thrawn's ability and the hand disruption. And, you know, those decks aren't there anymore. They took another hit. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll come over that. So so the, the natural prey from the Thrawn Snoke deck is not there anymore. No. And, the, you know, the linear, aggressive, 2 costed deck that you know can sometimes prove a little difficult for yeah. Thrawn Snoke, um, especially with bitter rivalry mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. mix, mm-hmm. they're there everywhere. Yeah. Because you couldn't play those, you know, linear, two-wide aggro decks with, yeah. with so yeah. many of these broken OTK mill, fat Shadowcaster mm-hmm. decks around. But... So the Holocron taking care of those means that the natural prey of, of Thrawn Snoke is not there anymore. Yeah. So is it still viable? Not in so, the, the deck lost power, yeah, but yeah, simply yeah. that it's good matchups. It's just yeah. not
0: right there anymore. And just to go over it. So when we're talking about OTK, OTM, that is one-turn kill decks, aggro decks, and one-turn mill decks, that they took a hit and that they are basically not viable anymore, then it's due to the fact that they changed a few of the cards that were sort of the engine of that particular deck type, and they also uh, nerfed or they changed uh, or ratted out cards that were central to the reset decks, in particular the Shadowcaster reset deck. Yep. So, what was it that they did, Mess?
1: So, for the vehicle decks, they changed up strategic planning, Was the, uh, the hero one cost event that reset a vehicle mm, and mm. just made it so the vehicle can't be modded, which is yeah, the perfect yeah. errata for it. Yeah. It, it. If you want to ready it, you can still yeah. exhaust the vehicle. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, you, but you can't ready a Shadowcaster with three mods on it anymore. Oh, oh. Then they changed Sienna, so it's not an action but a power action, which is yeah. also the perfect errata. It should always we, have been. We talked about yeah. it,
0: it should have been in the first
1: place. Yeah, it's just a power action didn't exist when they printed Sienna, so they just made it an yeah, action. Exactly. Then they changed up, um, what else did they. Uh, long Con? Pay? Oh, yeah, for the Long Khan's the KDX. Long, for the and yeah. decks. long con they made completely <laughs> unplayable. They <laughs> they hit that card very hard. Really, uh, really hard. <laughs> so, Long Con was the engine with, with font memories. Uh, so yeah. you um, Because when you're going through a deck, if you have a Long Con and maybe a cheat or two in there, mm-hmm. going through a deck generates a lot of resources. And with yeah. font memories, you can reset, restack your deck by the end of it. So, you can actually go through a deck and generate so many resources that you could either buy out your opponent or just reset your vehicle enough times to to kill your opponent. Um, but with long the, the big nerf, long con takes makes those OTK decks unplayable again. Yeah. They're just not viable anymore. No. So that's a good another good nerf. Um, when yeah. they have these huge draw cards, you cannot also have zero cost gain three yeah, resources. No, yeah.
0: So I mean, so that's out of the mix now. We yeah. don't have to at least for now. We don't have to worry about the OTK and OTM decks. I still think that it looks like design wise that FFG are still not fully sort of uh, they're not set on whether or not they want the draw cards to be there or not yeah right Uh, and it's a dangerous route to go down because it will be exploited. We talked about it. Once people they set their minds into finding a broken deck, they will find a broken deck.
1: Yeah. So if we if we continue to go over over the uh, holocron, so they hit award ceremony. Yeah. yeah. So now it, you you draw that many card per exhausted character, but then you mm. set aside that many card. Yeah. Yeah. Making it go through your deck, but not actually netting any. You are actually losing card advantage sure. because you also use the card spend on it. But, you know, while doing that, they didn't hit the Renewed Purpose, which draws 3, <laughs> or the other one, that the Don't sp- Get
0: Cocky, that draws 2, Boundless
1: Ambition. Yeah. So there's a bunch of draw, mechan- or draw- uh, events that are as or more powerful that yeah, they just yeah. left be which is it just doesn't really make any sense and also award ceremony was rotating out yeah and yeah, renewed yeah. purpose is not so we're going to be looking at a, a, you know a not checked mm, renewed purposes mm, for a long mm. time all the other cards we mentioned are rotating out yeah. but they you print two so there's also a blue one where you spot a number of blue cards and characters and draw that many cards as yeah, yeah. a potential draw three also yeah, so yeah. you know we're looking at some very very powerful draw cards and it's like they don't really know how they want to hit all because they just printed so many of yeah, them. exactly so how how they so are they gonna wait for them to cycle out but well, they just printed a new bunch of them and you know they didn't hit them with this holocron so i don't know what they're it's, planning uh,
0: so what it looks like standing from outside of the group of people who decided on what to ban what to errata and so on it looks like they found a number of decks that they thought to be troublesome right yeah. so they thought that the OT the one turn mill deck was a troublesome mill deck so they took out long con that allowed to do the big buyouts and, yeah. and, and lying in wait they thought that the launch bay uh, deck was a problem because you're drawing into your deck and you're just firing off the launch bay and <laughs> dealing like gazillion damage so that one was sort of killed off they obviously saw that snope was a problem but they didn't what I think was the main problem it was that they didn't see that the draw mechanism itself in a game and that's actually where mike jem i mean i remember mike jem he corrected us at one point because we were discussing an article that he wrote and it's true that we did straw man him a bit because one, one of his parts of the article that we didn't sort of really discuss at that time was how troublesome it is to have cards or events in a game that allows you to draw a significant amount of cards, up to 10% of your deck or even more with Boundless Ambition for instance. When you only have 30 cards in, in your deck. Right? Yeah. So it's a very small, he called it the 40-40, uh, 40 minutes, 40 D cards in yeah. your deck. And we were sort of like at that time, ah, but that's not a solution. I still don't think it's a solution to the no, problem. No, no.
1: But, but yeah, but he was just actually trying to point out the problems yeah. Of, yeah. of these uh, powerful draw cards. Yeah. He, he was going to the core of the problem, yeah. right? And, and that is still there. And yeah. uh, if they want to keep these draw mechanisms, they you know they got to rework a lot of other things. Exactly. Um, and right now it's looking like they want to keep these big draw cards. Mm. And That means you can't have many zero events that are good. If I can restock my hand for one and just cast zero events that, you know, friends in low places, doubts, hidden motives, gods, you know, all these powerful mitigation or powerful hand disruption probes Mm -hmm. while I'm restocking my hand for one. You know, so either they, you know, they want their powerful events or they want their powerful draws. And right now we kind of just, get everything and That's then they're awesome. trying to fix it one card at a time so oh now long con is bro- broken <laughs> oh now we got to you know fix long con but there'll be other things uh, and as long as they keep you know letting you draw three for for one yeah. now, these cards are and restricted in every other card game that <laughs> you know. it's funny
0: right because anyone who has played uh, Magic the Gathering has yeah, that they Ancestral know. Recall is a really oh, it's
1: good card damn good one. <laughs> and we have so many uh, Ancestral Recalls there, in and there thing. are <laughs> as many Ancestral Recalls as you want to play yeah. so it's just a matter <laughs> of, of time of course they're going to be uh, yeah. abused in one way or the other sure. uh, so either they're really going to have to I don't know the way they design cards have to change or, mm. a mm. lot if they want to keep making these big draw cards Yeah, yeah. it's totally true I
0: wanna thank the storm
1: how did it affect the meta? Very, very much, it looks like. So it looks like we're back to, at least just judging on recent results, it looks like we're yeah, back yeah. to some good old destiny in some way. So when you talk about good old uh, destiny, you
0: talk about two character, primarily two character aggro decks, right?
1: Yeah, it's two characters you know, smashing it out. <laughs> at least we're getting back to those decks being viable again, yeah, yeah. and that is a good thing. Yeah. I really like those sort of you know, games that those kind of decks bring and um, there still might not be i don't think they're the best ones uh, no, 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 but so. you know the, at least we start to see them winning tournaments mm. uh, especially vader with some other dink yeah, yeah. Has, has been beginning to win things mm, or mm. kylo and wolf uh, i'll get yeah, back to that one yeah, yeah, yeah um, we'll have to talk about that one uh, but we see two character ag- yeah. and that's a good thing because it's just two weeks ago since we recorded our last episode and we were what? saying that right now you can't play two character aggro list they just <laughs> don't do enough but with the nerf at least until people are settling in and finding mm, the right lists. Mm. When things change in the metagame, it's always easy to just sleeve up some characters that does damage and just mm. go to face. So while your opponent is struggling, and if his list isn't perfect and his mitigation suite is off and his deck yeah, is too yeah, clunky, yeah. you just punish those people yeah. who, who built a clunky vehicle mm, deck. Mm. And that's what we're seeing right now. And I think we're going to go back to you know, seeing three white vehicle decks again as soon as they start figuring out their list but right now everything's a little shaky
0: so we're and, and it also seems to me it's counterintuitive that that we're looking at destiny which is one of the most complex card games right i mean right. the level of complexity in destiny is actually quite high oh, yeah due to the interaction of cards due to the dice and so on so there are a lot of things to take into consideration and when you look at two character aggro decks they are the least complicated of all the decks it's not to say that they're easy oh, decks no. to play or that that you're not a competent player if you play a two character aggro deck yeah. but it is interesting that these are the decks that you always revert back to right when the meta gets shaked up and things get complicated yeah. again you revert to the easiest thing
1: yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> i mean so so they have a few things going for them uh, you know if you play a proactive game strategy or proactive strategy you know while your opponent is trying to set up if you just kill one of his characters, yeah, you sure. know it might be such a huge drawback that he's never getting back mm-hmm. into the game. Mm-hmm. We also talked about how you can actually just god roll people out. If you play, yeah. you know, an ancient lightsaber around one and another ancient lightsaber around two, and you just hit some plus threes, you ju- you just end the game right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, so you you can get lucky. You can you know roll your opponent mm-hmm. out of the game. Mm-hmm. And you can play with you know you you can still keep playing, especially if you're playing something that can has a little bit you know it's some big discard size yeah, yeah, just yeah. like campaign, or you're playing some heroes with some shields, or you mm-hmm. you got a lot of play to it still. But as you said, any game of Destiny is very very complicated anyone no matter what deck you're playing anyone yeah, who thinks yeah. otherwise are, are probably not playing correctly no i don't think so, either.
0: <laughs> so we are seeing a new wave of decks coming in that i would not have considered a couple of weeks ago i would not have considered them tier one yeah i'm still in doubt whether they are tier one or whether it's due to what you just explained namely that we are reverting back to something which is the easiest for us, because it's the least complicated, it doesn't require so much tinkling around, it reminds us a lot about decks that we played previously. Yeah. That could be, for instance, with Vader Greedo, which is not a complicated deck at all, no. but it just takes advantage of having really powerful dice, and you can roll them into the pool, and now the pressure is on your opponent to it, do something. Exa-
1: everyone knows that you know if you're playing this you know, two-character aggressive deck, you know you, you run your 10 upgrades, maybe 12, you run your 18 events, maybe a little bit less in yeah, some yeah. in some mix of dice mitigation and hand manipulation, mm-hmm. and so you have like the base for a good deck, and you can't yeah, really yeah. go that wrong. But where some of these vehicle decks or the mill decks, they just require so much work to actually get yeah, to function. Yeah.
0: Working them into into a form yeah. where they perform consistently and perform well consistently, yeah. that's really difficult. That requires difficult. a lot of testing. Looking at uh, so uh, actually uh, Mike Hill, a guy that we wrote about on our Facebook page, we even did a deck analysis, off uh, on his deck, he took a regional championship with Kylo Wolf Yularen. <laughs> and you've been having a lot of fun criticizing that deck. And this is, of course, I mean, it's really important to underscore here that Mike Hill, you've done remarkably well. You took down a large tournament oh, with a yeah. deck, and and people were impressed with the deck. Not so much you, mess. No, no, that <laughs> that deck is complete
1: garbage and (laughs) just kudos to him because he's just he must have been playing his ass off to to win a tournament that's like putting weights in your shoes before a sprint or something i don't know i I can't find the comparison that just says something about how good a player he is because that is not a i I, you know of course i see the obvious synergy where you get your your full information of wolf and then you can hit with kylo but even just so i think what people are Okay, so I think some of his his power or some of his success is due to people not knowing how to play against it, mm. and it showed for in a testing session we had just yeah, yeah. two days ago on, on TTS, where one of our uh, patrons and test buddies, he just said, "Oh, you were test Kylo yeah, Wolf deck," we, like, and, I, and I was asking why are people playing this deck? Like it, it does nothing, no, and he's like, "No, but no, so you just you wolf them, roll out wolf, then you wait till they have one card in hand, and then you activate Kylo to guarantee to hit." and then you use the wolf focuses to max out on your kylo yeah, dice yeah, yeah. And so here's the problems we, you know so, so that's and that i guess i'll bet that is what happened f- for mike uh, throughout that tournament for him to actually to, yeah, to win yeah, yeah. so if if you play that deck your kylo wolf and i mm-hmm. play my qui-gon yoda deck or any other deck, and so you activate your wolf and you know you see my hand and i just put one upgrade on and now your wolf dies you know they're showing some focus but you have nothing to focus into so, you know, I, I just roll, I put in my upgrade, one up, because I still have four cards in the hand. You know all of them, but, you know, it's four unknowns. So you can't activate Kylo yet. Uh-uh. I just start rolling out. You put your upgrade on Kylo, but now, you, just, you know, you, you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And I just start resolving dice. And you just, you know, how, how long can you actually say pass? Because when I've resolved four damage and a resource, and you say pass, and you've done nothing, you know, I'm just going to say pass and go to the next round. And I still have four, <laughs> four cards in the hand. So it doesn't really matter what to roll. I can just start resolving it very, very slowly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so you have to roll out. I'm just going to force you to roll out while I still have four cards in hand. Mm, so mm. so that makes Wolf a lot worse. Of course you still, you know, you still got the numbers. Sure sure. Um, but you know obviously I'm going to play out the one card, you know, that, that diminishes those numbers. So yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if if I have 1 1 and 2 in different colors, you know, I'm just going to or uh, 1 so, 1 and I'm just going to play out the card yeah, that yeah. makes it the worst for you. So you're just getting very very little advantage out of Wolf. Mm, then mm. this the second thing is oh then you use Wolf to focus Kylos dice. The one thing Kylo has is you know some mediocre <laughs> dice, but they are always mediocre damage. You, you gain nothing out of these, fo- or you gain very little out of the focus. Yeah, you're not focused into a big three side, you oh, know, oh, or a big oh. you know three for zero or four for one, or you're, you're not getting the value out of your focus. You're focusing oh, into oh. two for zero. You know that's that's what Mother <laughs> Talzin or you know Balatik yeah, yeah, could yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not getting your 17 point worth of your characters. If you focus, Kylo dice, You know the oh, ability is you know, he has his static passive ability, mm-hmm. and then just have solid dice. You don't need focus on Kylo dice. No, no. So that whole argument is kind of misconstrued. And then you of you have to focus on Wolf, but. You know, there's a lot of support characters with focuses on. Oh, Do they sure. actually bring? And especially because you know there is a very good support character with melee damage on and specials to increase damage in Ariana Price, uh, so yeah, it works yeah. better with your close quarters. And you oh, have the yeah, focus yeah. that could you know give extra resources or extra disrupt as well. And it's just a, so that was actually one of your main arguments, right? Because you kept on saying.
0: I remember we had that conversation. You kept on saying, but Kylo Price never turned out to be
1: that good a deck. Yeah, Kylo Price. <laughs> I, mean, Pri- I think Kylo Wolf is a very you know worst version of Kylo Price. Yeah, yeah. So, so why are you playing it? V- just because it's a new card? Yeah, it seems to me like just that's just the uh, people just playing it because it's a new card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just a worst version of, of Kylo Price, which was you know decent. Uh, we I saw it taking down uh, English uh, start, uh, regionals and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so you know, but it's just the worst version of that deck. So mm-hmm. yeah, don't play that garbage. Uh, <laughs> Michael, <laughs> congratulations, man, and we are very, very impressed, uh, of course. And also, just play the other decks you yeah. featured here on your yeah. website. So, not to do no, no, crap no, on no, you. Not at all, not at all. But that deck is, uh, <laughs> is not very impressive.
0: Another thing that we've been promoting is the idea that fat vehicles are here to stay. Yeah. and it looks like it, right yeah. so i mean you have vader grido you have vader in different iterations actually so vader is really making a push for the for sort of a dominant position within the competitive scene but the fat vehicles lists are still there yeah. whether it's the decked out fire spray the falcon list which works a bit differently though or if it's the shadowcaster list we've already wrote A lot of articles on fat vehicles, but just sort of to recap on it, what is it that fat vehicles do that is so inherently powerful? So they
1: get to play the single best card in the game right now. Probably
0: the best card that will ever be
1: printed. Probably. (laughs) Armored Reinforcement didn't take a hit with this holocron. And that's also amazing. And that card is we thought it was going to be bananas we both wrote about how good yeah, this card yeah, was going to yeah. be and it completely exceeded our expectation yeah, 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 yeah. we talked about how you know it's a uh, double plot you know, probable connection that's your one resource iron yeah. our, uh, our reinforcement that's your one resource but also grant you an extra card like, uh, like the stolen intel yeah. so you sort of get 2 plus 1 but then you also get the tutor effect to guarantee that you can actually completely blow away the deck building <laughs> restrictions normally yeah, yeah. you need a certain amount of vehicles in order to play a certain amount of yeah, mods yeah. but now you can just up the amount of mods, of mm, the of mm. the number of mitigations, because you're guaranteed to get that vehicle, yeah, yeah. so so you can you make your deck much much better than anticipated. Mm, the fat vehicle decks they're just taking advantage of you know getting this extra resource mm. out of your plot, yeah, which yeah. is like the. Uh, the yeah, and then, and then just the consistency. Yeah,
0: there are a number of things about armored reinforcement, which sort of uh, it, it puts it in a league of its own amongst tutor cards. Because we have other tutor cards. We have start your engines, which can find a pod racer. Uh, we have lightsaber pool, which can find a blue weapons upgrade, and all these things. But the problem is with any of these that it just adds another copy, right? Yeah. You still need to find it and draw. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whereas with armored reinforcement, it allows you to find it anytime and anywhere in your deck or discard pile which is also really important because what you could do previously if you were playing lightsaber pull instance was that you could basically just discard your opponent's hand or if by chance that the card got discarded there was no way to retrieve it again but now with armor reinforcement even if it's out of your hand you will actually still be able to retrieve it from your discard pile and I do think that one, I mean, a really important aspect of it is that it always gives you a card advantage. Because if you start with a, with the vehicle that you want to play with, arm reinforcement in your hand, you just use that card to pitch to reroll. Yeah. So you fix, already fix your dice. Exactly. You so you already it. have that. I mean, yep. so, so the card advantage is there, the draw advantage is there, the fact that you get it cheaper is there. So it, it's so many things mashed into one card.
1: Yeah. I think yeah, the biggest thing, let's say there was a, a mod for upgrades. Mm, mm. Um, you know, you couldn't build your deck with two lightsabers and then just a bunch of mods for upgrades. No, no, and no, then no. add two lightsaber pulls because then you still only have four copies. Yeah, yeah. But here you just always have it. Mm. So you, if there was a mod for upgrades you still have to play your eight Upgrades, mm. and then whatever march you, you you want it to play. Yeah, but yeah. now you can play that just that one vehicle if you yeah. want to, or just the two vehicles. If yeah. you want to, you go yeah, get sure. the best one. or Three yeah. white, I go get my Umbrian tank. Mm-hmm. Or you know, two white, I'm just gonna go get my Millennium Falcon or yeah. what other yeah. upgrade I want or another vehicle I want. And then the, the last thing is that for when I lightsaber pull, I lose an action. Yeah. So this one. <laughs> just tutors and plays it. <laughs> so, you, know, you don't even keep it in I your hand for so a round. No, normally, so we didn't play lightsaber pull for worlds. No, no. Uh, we, uh, while it adds consistency to our deck and mm-hmm. finding, guys you know a lot of consistency. You can find whatever saber you need at whatever yeah, spot. Yeah. We decided not to play it because that extra weapon or that consistency comes with a cost that I have to first find it, then play it. So I lose mm-hmm. one action, mm-hmm. and that made us too slow. So we just rather we just want to just up the density of upgrades because yeah, they were. Yeah sort of the old, and so and that's a real cost especially mm. on these powerful battlefields people are start bringing because that's another thing we're going to be talking about feed and other yeah, incredibly yeah, yeah, powerful yeah. battle. getting to claim that powerful battlefield that's a real thing yeah, so yeah. you know netting an action here and there is just super important
0: mm. it just feels like fat vehicles i mean there are vehicle hate or support hate cards out there they can discard uh, vehicles uh, that can exhaust them and so on but It just feels like if you are bringing those cards, you're already at disadvantage against any other deck that is not a vehicle deck, right? So it's sort of like, I'm not sure. Maybe you'll see one or two tech cards in a tournament that's trying to halt a fat vehicle deck, but it just feels like the fat vehicles are right where they're supposed to be. They feel enormously powerful and they hit like
1: trucks. Yep. And they come and say something about the power of armor reinforcement or just any fabric, yeah. They come in so many variants. Yeah, yeah. There's the villain side with the fire spray, which is
0: bonkers with spray the power. good. If
1: you have the weapon factory, we yeah, talked yeah. about this on last podcast, yeah, so we'll yeah. just go very short. But weapon factory, and armor reinforcement. you Just find the fire spray, use the power. action, can put a mod on it, yeah. and now all you did was have your plot and the battlefield. And you got six resources worth of yeah, things. You haven't yeah. even rolled a character or resolved nah, any die. You got six resources worth of things on the battlefield. Mm. Next uh, round, you just can power, to another mod on it, yeah, Now I got yeah. eight resources worth of things mm. for doing nothing. Yeah, you haven't resolved a die yet. Mm. Um, so that's you know incredibly powerful, and it means that you can just stack your deck up, ton full of mitigation, disruption, mm. and, you, mm. and you can just you know probe and low place places your opponent because yeah, yeah, your your yeah. deck is all events and, yeah. and mods. Yeah, too. Uh, and then there's the vehicle ones with Millennium Falcons. Uh, the primary big one mm, mm. Uh, there's some Han big version where you some, <laughs> so you were one with her yeah. in the last testing session that's really really cool uh, it's super aggro right it's yeah, just so
0: an aggro deck with a vehicle in it it's,
1: it's just a super <laughs> cool deck and is, so but the 4, four cost Medallion Falcon when you activate it it activates a character yeah. when big activate you can, you can activate a mod and you can re- or a ve- vehicle, rewrote any number of its vehicle or mod dice yeah, yeah. so you, you know, beef up your uh, Medallion Falcon then you play hit and run on bigs to activate the falcon then you re-roll any number of dice on your falcon and then your falcon activates your han and then you have ambush from a hidden run so you just smash and damage <laughs> or however you want to do it uh, but there's other versions as yeah, well yeah, yeah, and yeah. hero versions so it's just very very solid we saw a list winning here uh, army reinforcement is also E yoda yeah. hard gun gunken warrior yeah uh, army reinforcement yeah shadow cast yeah. Yeah. yeah just build up a big use the money from yoda yeah. and gungan yeah. and hard gun hard gun has two resource sites yeah. as well so just just around with your dice. And,
0: and there's this thing about, I mean, I know that strategic planning and so on got hit and you can't just do, uh, I mean, uh, indefinite uh, resetting with the Sienna and so on. But a decked out shadow caster, you, you don't really need two resets. You just need one, right? Yeah. So you get that from the R2 Astromech. And
1: it still has the R2 Astromech exactly. <laughs> that you can use every round. You know, yeah. you, you, this is not like a strategic plan <laughs> that's a you know one-time no, use. No, no, so, no. so you get two uses out of yeah, your, your yeah. decked out shadow caster and it'll hit for 12 damage. Yeah, and then next round, them. you just get another two. Yeah, exactly go with it so these decks are still very very powerful and i don't think they got hit enough Mm -hmm. Uh, so i i think we're gonna see the meta go that direction but we'll, we'll see
0: Is that um, it looks like some are trying, and, and in, in many ways, the meta is developing similar to what I've seen before. It looks like what people are trying to do now is to counter these uh, a bit clunky, a bit slow, yet consistent decks with speed. right? Speed is sort of like, uh, that's the friend of anyone who wants to counter these combo decks yep. or wants to counter decks that rely on a number of different cards being played, whether it's R2 Astromax on a Shadowcaster, whether it's a mod-out Falcon or whatnot. And some of the speed cards are still in the game, they're going to rotate out, but we still have 4 speeds there, we still have hyperspace jumps, we still have a Yoda that can couple up with a number of different characters, whether it's Bush, whether it's Han. Do you think that speed is an answer to fat vehicles and the threat that's looming?
1: It's the best answer we have right now, yeah. yeah. You just need to be as efficient and, and you know, yeah. give as much damage as efficiently as possible right now, if you're not playing these, mm. these big fat vehicle decks uh speed is is definitely your friend because there's no vandalize is, is you can't get a shadow Caster with vandalize it, you need all your dice in the pool and they if just to mitigate one that's the whole round we're trying to set up for your vandalize mm. and so you know vandalize is just too expensive and too hard to try and to set up mm. and there's no other thing that there's the disable nah, nah, that can nah, true. you know exhaust it but mm, so then you have to play disable in your deck which is a crappy card so <laughs> yeah it's just these so I do think that getting a damage in jump or retreat, yeah, or yeah. that's that's a good way to counter it. And I think that'll be the acrodex oh. again. Mas,
0: do you know where Brazil is?
1: i think i do yeah <laughs> uh, i'm not sure if g does but uh, I, I, th- I think i know where it is
0: so it's funky because brazil is the largest country in latin america there's 200 million people there It's <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> and they still don't have across the galaxy in uh, brazil
1: no but why would you also try to reach that 200 million people <laughs> market it's
0: just it's crazy this of course relates to the fact that a weekend ago they had the national championships in brazil And they were playing without the new Holocron. They were playing without Across the Galaxy. And it's due to the fact that distribution in Brazil is horrible. Uh, This is a message of support to um, Brazil. To get the distribution problem solved in Brazil. I actually think it's a bit embarrassing.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure, our Brazilian nerds had a good time anyway. They probably had
0: a really good time. They had 64 players showing up for the tournament. Yeah, it's really good rate. And I heard they played the Nationals Tournament in
1: a rooftop bar. Sounds like a perfect place to play. In. I smell mojitos. So and actually, actually, we're just uh, jealous, right? Because we we're we're re- we really like the old meta as well. Yeah. And you get to play it in Brazil, yeah, in yeah, the heat, yeah. in a rooftop bar. I think we're just jealous. I, I trade some Brazilian warmth for some Danish distribution anyway. <laughs> they, can, they, can, they can get my cards on time if I can have their heat. Yeah.
0: Anyways, congratulations to Bruno Casanova, the winner of the Brazilian Nationals. Great feat. Looking forward to seeing you at Worlds uh, yeah. 2019. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, seeing all our friends there. Yeah. <laughs> mass before we end this podcast uh, do you watch uh, wrestling no so apparently um i've been watching a few wrestling videos lately because i have to so i was told that trash talking is a part of of wrestling you know in between games they sort of taunt each other and so on and i'm supposed to learn how to trash talk because a gauntlet has been thrown not sort of in front of us but at us Um, so the hyperloops they did a podcast and they fired shots at us. I
1: haven't even heard it yet. <laughs> and
0: uh, we've been challenged to a uh, three versus three uh, against the, uh, the
1: Hyperloops. Oh, that sounds awesome.
0: Um, I think it was Reflex. He said some really nasty things about our podcast uh, yeah? and about about us. And then I was like, yeah, no, he, he also sounds like uh, he's really upset. And then I was I was told I have to learn how to, to trash talk people. So, Mass, you have to start uh, watching um, wrestling videos. All right.
1: I'm
0: going to do my homework. <laughs> and uh, I'll be watching some wrestling videos videos and then we'll do some trash talk <laughs> and then we'll do a showdown against the hyperloops guys and there are a bunch of other content creators that have been invited for a three versus three so i'm looking very much forward to that challenge so watch out for uh, those games coming up on youtube and, and twitch
1: it's gonna be awesome yeah
0: <laughs> as always we've been recording this program live from ask gaming cafe here in the heart of copenhagen the program is produced by Adriana tovar Velas, and remember, you cannot escape your destiny.